This is the Horse Radio Network. Hello, everyone. It's December 31st, 2018, and this is your producer, Jemmy, with episode 2087 of Best Of. The gang is out for the holidays today. Happy New Year, everybody. We are rolling things back to December 18th, 2017, when we talked about the power of a horse to heal, dealt with the winter woes, and were joined by a couple of listeners for a game of holiday trivia. Listen in. What a beautiful day. Horses in the morning. Well, good Monday, a week from Christmas, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Lisa Wysocki from Mound, Minnesota, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 18th, episode 1836. This episode is brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this week from Christmas. You only have seven shopping days, or actually six, which means I have five because I always shop on the sixth. So <laughs> I haven't even gotten Jennifer anything yet, but then she hasn't gotten me anything yet. So I figure we're even. Yeah. Yeah. That right? works. Yeah. So I think that works. I think but that will change. You know, when you're married 30 years, uh, we're we're all you know we're less about stuff now and more about experiences. So we looked at each other and said, "Let's not get each other gifts, but our week off next week, let's just go do some fun stuff, like eat out yeah. every day." <laughs> so yeah. it's like, don't make any dishes. Yeah, I See, like that. That's what becomes motivating after you're married for thirty years is not making dishes. Yeah, and yeah. I think at some point you stop wanting to collect stuff and you want to give it all away. Well, yeah, and we don't have room for a lot of stuff and. Yeah. And her mom usually buys us stuff, so we get it from there. And Yeah. Yeah. It truly does more, become more about the giving than the getting after you get older. It does. It does. And um, and I like the, the experiences, because th- that you'll remember, at least for a while, until you get older. Get <laughs> <And> everything. <laughs> yeah, so far we can remember some of them. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Lisa is here filling in for Jamie. Jamie is having one of those experiences right now. They went up to Flagstaff to do some skiing, but there's no snow, so I don't know what they're doing. So oh, uh, they went up for a couple days. Chad took the family up to Flagstaff, and they're going to be out in the colder weather than they're used to. But she'll be back on Wednesday. And I got to tell you, um, if we if I say, huh, what, huh? What, a lot today, Lisa? It's because I'm still deaf from yesterday. Uh, we, I saw the photos. Yeah, we went to Trans-Siberian Orchestra yesterday and for, what, about our sixth or seventh time, Jennifer? It's been a lot. We've been there many, many times, and it was as good as ever, and as loud as ever. Jennifer wears earplugs, but they don't stay in my ears. Those foamy kind just don't stay in my ears. Yeah, yeah. So, so I gave up, and uh, my heart is still pounding, and uh, my ears are still <laughs> pounding. <laughs> I'll just talk really loud. <laughs> they, they went three They went three hours, and we went to the wow. 3 o'clock show in Tampa, and it was packed. Jennifer, there was not a seat to be found, was there? It was packed. Wow. Wow. See, she she can't even hear you. She can't even, she's not talking apparently today. Are you there, Jennifer? (laughs) It was so loud, she still can't hear. 
And it was so nice because uh, Jemmy, who, who everybody knows, she produces on Wednesdays and works with us, and I do the show Finding Florida with her, brought her son along, who's five. And neither one of them had seen that concert. And we love taking new people to that concert because you never know what they, I don't think they quite know what to expect. And everybody's seen the videos of the houses that play their music, right? Uh, sure. With the light shows. And, and everybody's probably seen a video of them on stage. But until you see that and hear it and feel it and see the fire and the that it's it's got to be the biggest laser show of any rock and roll. Wow. Uh, and it's always interesting, too. We try and pick out the seniors that are there who think they're coming to an orchestra because they read Trans-Siberian <laughs> Orchestra, and they think it's going to be like a Russian orchestra. Uh, and we try and see how long they're going to last, and usually they get in about 20 minutes, and then they're walking out. But yeah. yesterday, I didn't see anybody. Did you, Jennifer, walk out? I saw some seats empty, but I was not able to catch them leaving the building. <laughs> I saw a few seats emptying out. I think one entire busload left at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you, and we try and pick them out ahead of time and go, well, they're going to leave and they're going to leave. But the place was packed. And it's unbelievable. I mean, that show, you know what TSO is like. It's it's pretty much rock and roll. But it is just it's got to be so tiring for everybody performing on that stage for three hours, and they do it twice a day. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. Wow. I don't know how they do it. And the drummer and the keyboardist, the two keyboardists, are on the whole time. And the orchestra, and they use local orchestras, like when they come to Florida, they they have Floridians that are part yeah. of an orchestra that travel with them through all the shows in Florida. And then when they go to Georgia, they'll have Georgia crew. Yeah. So they got to learn all those songs for like 10 performances. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you know, they have to love what they do. Oh. They have, don't you think? I mean, they just have to love it. You couldn't do that show unless you did. Now, what's no. incredible is the lights and the structure that they build that go up and down and the light racks and everything everywhere is just incredible. And they have 18 tractor trailer trucks for the equipment and they put it up when they go, like they would have torn down last night to go to the next venue. They have six hours when they get to the next venue to, to erect all of that. Wow. 18 tractor trailer. And it takes a hundred people to erect it in six hours. That's just crazy. I know. And they do it every day. (laughs) Wow. It's incredible. Wow. You know, I highly recommend it. If you have not seen TSO in person and you're into rock and roll at all, and, you know, it does tell the story. It's it's actually a religious show. It's just kicked up 20 notches. Right, Um, right. But it is very cool. And all the songs you've heard played on the radio a million times come to life. And it it is... uh, it's it is really a neat show and and I got to say JoJo did great. He loved it. He sat there for 3 hours as a 5-year-old and just was mesmerized. So so well, good a lot of visuals. Yes. All the lasers and the fire and you know all yeah. that. And he loves playing guitar so he was playing air guitar the whole time. Oh cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so it was a lot of fun but I'm still a little <clears throat> a little deaf. Yeah. It takes a day or two to recover. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer, can you hear us? Uh, What's on today's show? Coming up on today's show, we're going to start out with Dawn Icke, who's going to stop by with a heartwarming and inspiring story that also includes some really beautiful photography. And we're going to skip directly to uh, trivia today. We're going to play a little holiday trivia, lighten the mood. And we're going to see who wins, our listeners with our listener Anne-Marie with Lisa or our listener Mo with Glenn. So stay tuned for the break. Yay, I'll kick Lisa's butt. 
No, girls. Girls are going to win. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I, I I don't know what kind of trivia Jennifer came up with either. This is Christmas <laughs> trivia. It could be anything. I know. I know. It's like we can't even cheat like ahead of time. No. <laughs> and Google something. <laughs> and if I know, know her, she's going to have something that you can't Google either. There'll be questions Probably, that you just can't yeah. Google. She knows us too well. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Daily Winnie time. Well, my daily winnie goes to the Irish show jumping team. They uh, actually won the 2017 RTE Sports Award Team of the Year in Ireland. They were competing against football teams, and uh, they were competing against rowers, and I guess there were a, a total of seven teams that were nominated from all different sports, and wow. the Irish show jumpers won. Yeah, so some love for the horse horse guys. Um, the They won the team gold at the European uh championships uh, this year back in August, and it was the first time in 16 years they had won that. So they had a very good year, the Irish in show jumping this year under the leadership of uh, uh, Rodrigo Pacella. So, and who has resigned now, by the way, and uh, will be moving on to a different team. There's a lot of speculation about who that will be, but he did bring that team together, and they did a terrific job. So congratulations to all of them on the Irish show jumping team. Absolutely. And do you have a Daily Winnie? I do. All right. Let me maybe play it for you. So my Daily Winnie goes to the therapy horse Lex. So Lex is a thoroughbred Belgian Shire cross. He's 15 years old, and he used to be a show jumping lesson pony and then a trail horse. We've had him uh, at Colby's Army since about April. And so Saturday, we were doing assessments, and we were doing new rider assessments. And we had a young man who was uh, on the autism spectrum, and every time, you know, every horse as a, as a trainer, I learned something from every horse. And as an instructor, I learned something from every rider. So I had explained the process about getting on the horse. I had the this new rider up on the mounting block. And so all he had to do was put his foot in the stirrup and, you know, swing his leg over and sit down in the saddle. But, you know, I never told him to sit in the saddle. So he kind of looked and he put his foot in the stirrup and he swung up and sat down behind the saddle. And, and then kind of clawed into this horse like a monkey and and his legs were like like squeezed into this horse's flank and he had just latched onto the <laughs> oh, horse's no. sides and he was bent over and I'm thinking oh my goodness this is a horse who's probably never ever been ridden bareback in his entire life and I, I had it and he's 16 too and he weighs 1400 pounds oh wow yeah he's a big guy and so I had you know somebody who was a leader and I had somebody another riding instructor therapeutic riding instructor on the offside and I'm thinking the only way I'm going to get this kid off the horse is to like go around the back and like pull him off the back back of the horse <laughs> and, and, and uh, the other instructor came up and we were able to like pull him back over and you know that horse never moved a muscle not an inch and I'm just I was so proud of him um, because here it was a brand new experience that could have gone very wrong <laughs> oh it could have gone so wrong because we're and I'm looking at, at Kim Light who's our other instructor and I'm looking at her and we're both thinking okay we got to go around the back and we're like we're all going to get kicked and you know <laughs> it's just going to be a horrible experience <laughs> And, and that horse just stood there. And I just, he, my daily when he goes out to him, because he just stepped up 
so far above and beyond. <laughs> Good for him. That's why he's a yeah. therapy horse right there. Oh, he is, yeah. But he's a new therapy horse, so he's only been a therapy horse for about six months. So, you know, you just don't know sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you were traveling yesterday. I saw some Facebook. You and Mary Kitzmiller had the trips from hell. Um, oh. <laughs> she yeah. was up at a wedding, like in Montana in the middle of winter, which outdoor wedding, which she had about a foot of snow. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, she, she was having not a good trip. She had a bad trip all the way around. Uh, and then yeah. you, I, what did I see about you drove from what, Tennessee to Minnesota? To Minnesota. Normally, you know, my mom lives up here. I, I live in, in the Nashville, Tennessee area. My mom lives outside of Minneapolis. She's 94. She, she's going to hate it when she hears I'm talking about her because she doesn't like me to do that. But, but she's amazing. She's still in her house. She's doing great. And so I'm up here a lot. I'm an only child. So, you know, I make this 14 or 15 hour trip, you know, six, seven times a year sometimes. And and it's great. So yesterday I got an hour out of Nashville. And, you know, if there's like, like a nail or a piece of metal in the road, my tires on my truck just gravitate toward it. <laughs> so they, they just like, gravitate toward it. And so I ran over something that I, you know, small little piece sliver of metal and shredded a tire and it's pouring rain. And so I get, I get up to this, this, uh, convenience store and stop and I call AAA and, and, you know, I have a, an older truck. It has a lot of character. It's 2011. It has over a hundred thousand miles on it. And of course the spare tire carrier has never been dropped down and it's pouring rain and the tire carrier oh, won't come no. down. And, and so, and they're a pain. Anyway, you have to stick that long stick in there and kind of uh, crank it yeah. to get it down. It's a pain. Well, and and fortunately, I wasn't doing it. The AAA guy was doing it, but I felt so bad for him because he and he was trying not to like use those four letter words. <laughs> <laughs> trying really hard, and and it was it was like. 35 and raining and windy and and so then I get you know we finally get that fixed and I get farther up the road and it starts to sleet and then it's snowing and and so my my 14 hour trip took like 17 hours uh. and and that was that was a long long day and so <laughs> Like you guys, you know, I'm 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 thinking, okay, I got to be up and and do horses in the morning. I have to be somewhat coherent, to, to do that. <laughs> or not, or not. Jen or Jamie's not. never coherent. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, traveling this time of year, I think for a lot of people is just you know, it's hit or miss. And there, there's nothing more tiring though than driving in snow because you're just oh. on the whole time. You know, there's you're no zone out time. No, no. And by this time it's dark, you know, and, and um, I'm kind of getting to an age where if I don't know the roads, you know, I'm, I'm not really wanting to, to drive at dark. And then, of course, you know, it's pitch dark and there's snow and, you know, you're trying to just find a semi in front of you and just kind of stick right behind it and, and uh, <laughs> see the lights because I'm thinking, okay, if they go off the road, then, you know, then I'm in big trouble. Tires, too, when you're hauling Oh, yeah, that's the thing you worry about the most. Because well, there was an accident here yesterday, Jennifer. Remember, we saw the traffic all backed up on seventy five. Well, there was an accident of a of a horse trailer. It was a gooseneck oh. and uh, actually rolled it on its side, and the truck ended oh, up no. upside down. The trailer on its side across the highway, um, and it was because of a blown tire. Apparently, the truck blew uh -oh. a tire, and I mean blew a tire, and yeah. caused them to wreck because that's what happens, unfortunately. And it wasn't a dually. So, mm. so uh, everybody's fine. They was one horse in the trailer. Apparently, they got the horse out. wasn't even scratched, and the people were fine. I mean, everybody oh, walked away so from good. it. But 
we, you know, that could have gone so much. But that horse is never going to trail her again, by the way. That's, oh, man. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> what a scary thing. <laughs> Maybe that's it, scary... Jennifer. Maybe that's what's wrong with Nigel. He had an accident at one point, and that's why he doesn't like to get in the trailer. He could have. Maybe that's it. Maybe. We'll just give him Maybe. credit. <laughs> I don't we'll, know what it is. <laughs> we'll give him credit for that. <laughs> yeah, you just never know. You know, horses come to us with baggage, and, and, you know, we just never know what that is sometimes. Speaking of which, we haven't talked about this yet on the air. We mentioned the auditor room, but Jennifer is going to be, what, next week is going to be doing her first endurance ride. <gasps> I saw that on Facebook, too. That's awesome. So she can't. Well, we'll see how. Well, it's it's liable to provide plenty of fodder for the show. Anyway, (laughs) so so how long is this endurance ride? Is it like the? I'm I'm going to do the um. What do they call it? Fun ride. They have introductory level ones. Yes. So I'm going to do the ten mile, which is about as short as it gets. Yeah. Uh, Mostly like baby novice. it might be baby, yes. baby novice. Baby novice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might be yeah. jumping baby, two yeah. inches. Short syrup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, doing, we're doing a short syrup endurance. It's, it's practically lead line because she's <laughs> going to have somebody say, with it's her. Like, it's like yeah. walk only lead line. <laughs> That's incredible, though. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. for you. And, you know, actually, the ride is the easy part. I mean, you get on and you go. Big deal. But it's navigating all of the, the rules yeah. and the etiquette and the procedures. I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. I think you just show up, you you get vetted, and you go. Yeah. 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 You have the regular vet checks like every couple miles. Do you have to go on the 10-miler? Do you have to do that? The 10-mile doesn't have any stops because it's so short. Yeah. Uh, But it does have the vet check before and after. Yeah. Which Nigel will do for So I have to figure out how to get. Yeah, I have to figure out how to get Nigel to trot beside me on a lead rope. That's first. <laughs> That's yeah. She's working on that this week. <laughs> By the way, for new listeners, I, I Nigel to... is her about 16 one hand, who's very large boned, uh, thoroughbred. Yeah. 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 He's, think, he's very cute. Yeah, think dinosaur. Yeah. And then I have to figure out how to run and not trip and fall on my face, which is what I usually do when I run in public <laughs> or anywhere else. And I think she's worried that she not. has to stay overnight. And if that happens, Nigel's just going to be tearing a hole to China because he, he, uh, he's never been tied to a trailer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Glenn, are you going to be like like running behind her? Oh, hell no. Them? I'm staying as far away as possible. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm no dummy. I've been there before. <laughs> I've learned a long time ago when Jennifer's doing something new or competing at high levels, it's better that I just stay out of the way because no matter what I offer or what I do is wrong. So I've learned that over the years as a horse husband. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I've learned. I think she's better off without me. But I got to say, we have a listener that's coming up to ride and she's got some friends here locally. So so the biggest concern is not – Jennifer's not concerned about herself. She is concerned about Nigel because he gets, he doesn't like being out there alone. So you're going to have a partner, right? You're going to have a guide. Yeah. 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 Well, and and honestly, 10 miles on a horse isn't like all that far. Right. Oh, no. This, you know, this will be the the distance and the actual riding part. um, Yeah. No concern there. Uh, and I did this, it's about this the length of a fox hunt because I don't want so. that to be the stressful part. Yeah, yeah. right. But yeah, I'm going to follow my. I am going to follow my face. Somebody's going to be videoing it, and I'm going to become <laughs> a YouTube sensation because I'm going to trip and I'm going to fall on my face. And Nigel's going to have to. I'm going to fall in front of Nigel, and he will have to jump over me during the vet check. Uh huh. <laughs> so Nigel will pass. The rider will not. <laughs> hey Lisa, we're gonna have a we have a very cool story coming up that I think is so appropriate for Christmas with our first guest coming up here in a, a couple minutes. We do, but I I, I found this uh, this website called WideOpenPets.com. 
And they had a, and I thought, thought this was interesting, they had a list on there of five tips for Christmas shopping for a horse lover. So this is non-horse people telling, this is telling non-horse people what they should do to go shop for horse people. Right. Okay? Because we all have those family members in our family who just don't get what we do and don't oh, want. Absolutely. And they don't want to. And they really don't care. And they think you're silly for liking horses in the first place. And it's just a large waste of money. Right? So um, that we all have those in our family. Well, so I wanted to see if this list was accurate uh, in, in trying to instruct the non-horse person how to buy horse people gifts. So let's see how they did. So number one was get a list. Many horse lovers are happy to provide you with a list of horsey items that they'd love to find under the tree. This list can be a start for your shopping, and you can rest assured that the items you will purchase will be things that the rider can actually use. It was so funny because in the auditor's page, I don't know if you noticed the other day, an auditor posted on there that their mother-in-law always gets them kitchen stuff, and they don't want kitchen stuff. They want stuff for their horses, and what should she do, and should she talk to them about it? I think the list is the best way to go. I think it's awesome because you know, and you can be really detailed with your list too. You can say, you know, I want a, I want an eighteen-inch uh, Steuben hunt seat saddle. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, my list would not include a Steuben saddle, probably <laughs> not for any of my friends. But the yeah, but that's the way to go because I learned early on, also as a as a new horse boyfriend and husband, you don't know what to buy, so you, no, don't, you don't buy horse stuff when you don't know what to buy, or if you buy horse stuff, it's completely wrong. Right. Yeah. So well, you could even you could even put like the tax store or you could put the Amazon link, yes. you know, on the list. That's the best way to go, especially with mothers-in-law. Yeah. So if that person looking yes. for the mother-in-law, yes, tell them they'll be relieved that they finally have a list and they don't have to guess what to buy. Exactly. So I exactly. think that's the best way to go. Yeah. How about go to the tax store? So there's number two on the list. If you know nothing about horses, this isn't the time to do internet shopping unless the horse lover has provided you with the exact URLs. Well, there you go, Lisa. Yeah. It's yep. so easy to buy poor quality tack item when you see it in person. Plus, you'll need help with your list and the tax store clerk can give you advice and guidance. Well, And that's true for people who have tax stores in their area, but so many people don't anymore. No, they don't. Yeah. And you know, if if you ride English, you don't want to send somebody to the local cowboy store, right? Either that's right. So you know, you might want to give a little hint as to yep. which for all you non-horse people, to. the spurs are different. So they saying. are. <laughs> say, among um, other things. <laughs> um, number three, think about sizes. Buying sized items is tricky, especially if they're for the horse. Now, I got to tell you, uh-huh. they're tricky. I don't care if they're for the horse or the people because Jennifer had on what did you had an extra large shirt on the other day that I swear was made for children. They are <laughs> making the riding rat catchers and shirts so tiny now. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like a huge yeah. amount of Who are they measuring? Yeah, I know they're made in China, so are they measuring the Chinese? They need to take a look at the two populations Probably. and realize that we're a little bigger. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, everything. You know, from from manufacturer to manufacturer, the different brands. There, as you said, Jennifer, there's so much variation in the sizes. Yeah, it's almost yeah. impossible. Yeah, it's, it is almost impossible. Number th- uh, number four, get to know your colors. Did you know that equestrian world is largely color coordinated? Well, it is. Many horse owners decide on colors for their horses, buying everything from saddle pads to bell boots and the horse's designated color. For some upper level barns, riders are expected to use only blankets and saddle pads of certain designated colors. Before you go and pick up a cute patterned saddle pad with loads of neon, think twice. <laughs> Find out if the rider has a designated color and stick with the color scheme. 
And that is yes. so true. Yes. Very true. Yep. Yes. Especially yep. eventers and show jumping barns. And there's certain, I think there's certain disciplines that, well, in the Western, they just have every color, it seems like. Well, they do. But, yeah. but you know, for, yeah. Just all the <laughs> colors. would be fine. As long as you have the sequin, you're okay. Yeah, you sequin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But really, for hunt seat mm-hmm. and even saddle seat, the colors are so muted and so, you know, so restricted. Yeah. You know, the various yeah. breed disciplines restrict what you can, what you can wear. Right. Um, There's, there are only yeah. three colors allowed in the hunter world: navy, hunter, and black. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, don't get the wrong color green either. Not that puke green because it's no. going to work. Yeah. yeah, and never doubt the gift certificate. My go-to. <laughs> I think that's the perfect. Was <laughs> always my go-to because I knew I was safe. Right? You know, you're safe with the gift certificate. What a smart horse husband you are. <laughs> I, we, I told this story before. Every Christmas I tell this story. And every Christmas people get jealous because we had – when we had our tax shop, it was early days of internet shopping. I mean, we were on the first online. And this guy, every year – was it $2,500, Jennifer? He would buy a $2,500 gift certificate for his wife every year for our well, tax shop. Well, here's how it went, though, Glenn. Remember, we, we were – the technology did not allow us to make – a gift certificate of more than one amount. Oh, so we had to buy right. like six or eight or ten or something <laughs> oh, of them. Wow. Remember? Yep, that's it right. A, it was a paperwork nightmare. It was the early <laughs> days, and we couldn't do. You just couldn't do what you could do today. And we were kind of making it all up as we went. But he would buy a total of twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> worth every year for his wife. Uh, nice, wow. nice, nice deal, huh? <laughs> well, heck of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Nice deal. Wow. So, yeah, the gift certificate is is pretty safe if if you get it from the right store. Yes. Yes. Well, if you want to make sure that you're getting, but maybe just put that on your list. Uh, put that on your list at the top, gift certificate for $2,500, and send that to your mother-in-law. See there what you she go. says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then wait for that one to come in the mail. Exactly. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> All right. Well, while Jennifer's getting our first guest on the line, we have to hear from our friends at Omega Alpha who make our Christmas possible. Winter season is the time of year when our horses' respiratory systems often show signs of stress. More time in the barn, traveling long distances to winter quarters, and back-to-back competitions for weeks on end can all take a heavy toll on your horse's respiratory system. That's why Omega Alpha Equine has developed a variety of products to keep your horse's airways functioning properly. Airwaves, Lung Flush, Herbicoff, Respifree, and Stasis have all been developed to keep your horse's respiratory system in peak condition. Ask for Omega Alpha's all-natural products at your local tack and feed supplier or visit them online at OmegaAlphaEquine.com. That's OmegaAlphaEquine.com. Hello, this is Dr. Gordon Chan from Omega Alpha Pharmaceuticals. On behalf of Omega Alpha Pharmaceuticals, the staff, and myself, I'd like to wish a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a Happy Holiday Season to all the listeners of the Horse Radio Network. Well, thank you to Omega Alpha Equine for continuing to sponsor our show. They were uh, with us since the beginning. So 
That is 1,836 episodes worth. Wow. Back That's to, amazing. Back to November of 2010 when we started this. So, uh, so thank you to them. It was, it's been great having them on board all this time, and uh, we'll look forward to continuing the relationship with Omega Alpha Equine. And they've been so good about answering questions and, you know, hanging in there uh, when our listeners have questions and talking to them. And uh, it's just been a wonderful time to be hanging out with Omega Alpha. Yeah. And, and, you know, all our sponsors, for that matter, you know, we are at the end of the year, and we couldn't do this show or any of our shows without the sponsors. We wouldn't be here. So yeah. uh, Lisa wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. Jennifer wouldn't be here. Nobody would be here. And it was interesting because there was this whole conversation about uh, on one of the uh, pages for for podcasters about whether you could whether you could make a living doing podcasting with sponsorships. And we're always the ones that people put out there. You know, are we making a ton of money? No. But are we making a living? Are we doing this full time? Yes. And it can be done. But I think it's because we're in the horse world and it's a little bit different. And we have such a dedicated group. Um, You know, we have such a dedicated group of listeners, number one, who support our sponsors. And thank you to all of you. And also the sponsors who really want to see this industry succeed and really want to get to, you know, really want, to, uh, really have been supportive of what we're doing in this whole new technology thing all these years. And, you know, like being part of the shows. And I think that that's why it works in our industry. I think so too. And I think, you know, by supporting Horse Radio Network, they're supporting themselves, really, because the listeners and the auditors are so amazingly loyal to Horse Radio Network. I mean, everywhere I go, and I'm, I know everywhere you go, you bump into auditors and listeners all over the place. Right, exactly. And, you know, I'm always surprised when, you know, because we have thousands of listeners, and, you know, the auditors we see all the time, there's hundreds of them, but we have thousands of listeners. So I'm, I'm always happy when we get, when we hear from the other listeners, the quiet ones. And and I would definitely love to hear from more of them. So if you are if you like the shows or you you want to tell us what you like and what you don't like or whatever, just drop me a note at glenn at horseradionetwork.com, and we would be happy to uh, to hear from you. Now, cool. uh, Jennifer's trying to get our first guest on here. So I, I found also another list for you, Lisa, today. Yes. So this list is put out also apparently by Wide Open Pets. Um, so they did so well on the first one. Let's try this one. Actually, Jamie found this list the other day, and that's yeah. the world's most popular horse breeds. Yeah, and you know what I what I saw in looking at this list. Yeah. Uh, was I, I see some things that I agree with and some things that I really kind of wondered about. I thought, really? Yeah, and I was trying to figure out because they didn't really give us the criteria of which they came up with this list. Yeah, yeah. Be- so, like, yeah. the first one's the Arabian. I can see that. Yeah, because worldwide it probably is up there. Yes, there the are Arabians all over the place. Right. And, and, and Arabians are very popular here in the United States, certainly, but, you know, all over the world, I think there's there. And I think there are different different forms of Arabians, too. So I, I think, you know, there's Arabians in the Middle East that are probably different from Arabians, and maybe they included those here, you know. Right. I agree. I think that's probably where it was. Quarter horse number two on the list, which obviously, yeah, I yeah. think should be. I mean, it's the largest association, isn't it? They have 200. And- I think it is. Two hundred eighty thousand members or something—it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. 
And then we've got, of course, the thoroughbred, you know, the big thoroughbred industry. And again, you know, there are thoroughbreds all over the world, uh, probably more so than quarter horses. Um, you know, there's Australian thoroughbreds and English thoroughbreds and, and um, you know, the, a whole racing industry and the hunter-jumper industry. You know, we've got a lot of thoroughbreds. And then, of course, this one, <laughs> I don't know why this is on the list because I wouldn't have guessed this, would you? You know, I live in Tennessee, so every other horse is a Tennessee walking horse in Tennessee. But outside of the southern, that southern region, I was a little surprised that the Tennessee walking horse came in fourth. I will say, before I moved to Nashville, I had not had a lot of experiences with with Tennessee walking horses. They are very smart and very sensible level-headed horses. First one I ever rode was a Tennessee walker. Really? First one I ever rode, yep. Wow. Yeah. Jennifer had yeah. one, and uh, that's the horse I used to, she, she used to plunk me on when she was trying to convince me to ride early on. Really? It was a Tennessee walker. It was always wow. so smooth, I didn't bounce. It was nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Number, well, number five really surprised me. That surprised me. And the then um, the Morgan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Number five. That surprised me, I guess. I love Morgan horses, but I didn't realized they were quite that popular. I didn't either. Uh, you know, they are popular, though. They were one of the most popular breeds in the early 1800s. They um, were. Yeah, so, uh, you know, or not early, 1900s, rather. When when we were in the day, day and age of the horse and buggy, Morgans were the most popular breed. Yeah, so, and, and I think, you know, the modern-day Morgans are, are more refined. They're slimmer. They're taller than they used to be. They used to be like short, squat, chunky horses. And I think they've kind of evolved from there. Like, all horses have have evolved the breed standard has kind of you know morphed over the years but i love morgans and then the paint yeah were you surprised to see it number six on the list you know um a little bit but but having been involved in kind of the paint quarter horse uh appaloosa world for so long when i was showing i maybe not quite quite as surprised do you have you ever owned one i have yeah I have. Tell us yes. about your paint. Well, so so the paint horses to me are, you know, they're they're colorful quarter horses, but they're they're very intelligent, they're very smart, they're very level-headed horses. Um, you know, they're 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 to me they're like quarter horses with chrome. And and that probably a paint lover is going to say, "Oh, but they're so much more than that." And and I'm sure they are. But but the paint horse that that I had was um uh, a chestnut and white paint, and just a, a really nice, nice, kind, very nurturing mare. That's what I've heard about most paints. People who own paints seem to to really like them because their yes. their disposition's really good. Yes, yes. And then the Appaloosa. So here was what I was surprised about because when I. Back in the day, and this is back in way, I don't want to tell you how, how long ago it was, but I, I showed Appaloosas professionally. And back then, the Appaloosa was the third most popular breed. And I was surprised to see that it had dropped. And I know that there have been, over the decades, there have been some problems with the industry with regard to showing non colored horses and non spotted horses. And I think they've kind of got all that worked out. But um, I was surprised it had dropped that low, to be honest. And then the mini. Well, I believe that because you do see minis everywhere. You do. <laughs> everywhere. You do. And they're so cute. They are so cute. In every backyard, you see minis. And our, our, our auditor, Gail, did a Christmas shoot with her, her uh, Christmas photo shoot with her minis. And it was the yeah. cutest thing ever. She was posting them. I don't know if you saw those in the auditor room, but it was the cutest thing ever. Ah. Uh. 
It was they really are, cute. They are just so cute. I've There's never owned nothing. a mini. I, I have had minis at therapeutic riding centers that I've worked with. And I will tell you this. There is nothing more fun to watch than a happy mini running through a field. There is nothing more ex- <laughs> Their exciting little legs than going. an exuberant <laughs> mini. <laughs> and then the warm blood. Well, I would, I, it's number nine on the list. Well, I would, I would see that now. You know, because, and also, warm blood encompasses like 20 different kinds of horses or 100 different kinds of horses, right? I mean, right, you right, know, Hanoverians yeah. and your Holsteiners and your PREs and your Oldenburgs and your Tricaners and on and on and on. Exactly. So, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're grouping I, them together. Yeah, you're almost, I don't know if you can call a warm blood a breed, but uh, it's a group it's of horses. As a group of horses, it's very large. Yes. 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 What's a group of horses called again? Is it a pack? A herd? A herd, yeah. Um, Andalusian. <laughs> Andalusian is on there, and I was kind of surprised to see that number 10. I was surprised to see it, you know, and, and I was thinking, oh, you know, probably like the Shetland Pony or something's going to be on there. Um, but I, I didn't see that. I, w- I was surprised. I think Andalusians are absolutely beautiful. Um, and we do have a few breeders in the Middle Tennessee area that I'm aware of, but I wasn't aware that they were so big nationally. Yeah, I don't. I, I I didn't know that either. And again, I don't know what criteria this list used. So, so I don't know where it came oh, from. Sure. Other honorable mentions were Shetland Pony. I Good. think that was uh, another honorable yeah. mention. And then Any Pony, I think, would be the other honorable mention. Yeah, but but in looking at here, uh, Rocky Mounted uh, Horse, which you might not think, and the Gypsy Vanners, which I absolutely adore. I would love to have a Gypsy Vanner. I would um, love to have the Gypsy Vanner and the groom that goes with the maintenance. With the, I know, that's just it, I, isn't it? I think with I would rather have the groom and the Gypsy Vanner together. I'm not sure I want the Gypsy Vanner without the groom. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. You think of that mud. Oh, holy cow. We have a lot of listeners that own Gypsy Vanners, and they just love them. They just love oh, them. Oh, they're great horses. And if you like brushing and brushing and brushing and brushing, <laughs> if you like grooming, you're probably good with the Gypsy Vanner. Or, or if you live like in Arizona where there's not very much mud. All right. So we do have a guest on here, and uh, he joins us once a month. And we are welcoming Dr. Chang from Omega Alpha. Good morning, oh. Dr. Chang. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Uh, so uh, we're one week away from the holidays. Does that mean we give all our horses extra food? <laughs> well, I just—I've uh, seen people buying gifts for their for their for their um, for their pets, and I'm saying to myself, "Do you think they know it's Christmas?" <laughs> you know, my dog doesn't either, I but I get her. I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> my yes. dog doesn't either, but I get her food. I get her treats every year. I think she knows. Yeah. Today I feel like Santa Claus because it's snowing up here, and I just slogged my way into the office. Oh, did you? I, I yeah, I just got in about five minutes ago, and, and it's just uh, the snow is coming down. It's not pouring down, but it's coming down where I am. Uh, know, where where so. in Canada are you guys located? We're in Toronto. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh. No, Tor- Toronto is considered the banana belt of the north. Okay, we we don't get as much snow as other parts of Canada. It's just that today is the day we get snow. <laughs> it does seem like every time I've been in Quebec, you have a blizzard. I've had a blizzard. Well, Quebec, <laughs> Quebec gets snow all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no matter which part of Quebec you're in. We did a school trip once when it, when I was senior in high school. We actually did a school trip to Quebec, and we were supposed to go skiing. It was in the winter. There were like two buses full of us. We got there, and the day we got there, we had a blizzard, and the ski resorts were closed because nobody could get to them. So we had oh, three no. days in Quebec with no skiing because we couldn't <laughs> oh. get to them. There was so much snow. 
<laughs> wow. That's funny. But, I mean, but you did go for snow, so, we, you know, you did go to the right place. We got snow. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of snow. What are we talking about today, Dr. Chang? I think we're talking about winter woes. You know, everybody <laughs> has problems with their horses in the winter, etc. Um yeah. Well, you guys don't being in Florida, no, right? Yeah. But up here, up here in in the rest of the world, in the in many parts of the U.S. and in Canada, you know, the temperature takes a big dip about this part this time of the year. So a lot of people have their horses indoors and so on, right? Yeah. So what can we do to help these horses? Well, it depends on which part of the country you are in. Um, but one of the things I, I would say is that as far as supplementation goes, if you have older horses, you may want to give them a little bit more Sinuex or even give them some of the anti flam because, you know, ho- older horses are like us. You know, when you wake up in the morning and it's cold, it's, you're a little bit more stiff, you ache a little mm-hmm. bit extra. You know, a little bit of anti flam goes a long way to helping them. Right, and the best part of the antiplam, it doesn't affect the stomach, so that's always great for them, right? So it yeah. gets rid of some of that achiness and that stiffness. Um, again, in the winter time, you know, I would give them a, a little bit of um, equisolite, right? Um, just just because you know the salt in it will help them drink more liquid, and they, because they have to stay hydrated. And one of the problems in the winter time when it's cold. It, the horses don't tend to drink as much and you want to get them hydrated and stay hydrated because even though it's winter, they still lose, um, they still sweat, right? Even though you don't see the perspiration because it dries off that so quickly because the moisture in the air is very low, right? So you've got to keep them hydrated. So you've got to get them drinking. So, so a little bit a- of the equisolite. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a question that I have in that, um, is there a temperature of the water where horses don't drink as much below? Somebody had once told me that horses don't drink uh, enough water if the temperature is below like 50 degrees, if the water temperature is below 50. Is that, did you find anything about that? To be fair to you, I don't know. I have never okay. even looked in, into that side of the side of the equation, but I, I do know it's like anything else is that if it's colder, even humans, even we, we drink less when it's right. older, right? Yeah. So, and, and this because the thirst reflex is not as strong, meaning that you don't feel thirsty. And yeah. so it's a conscious decision to drink sometimes. And, and being people, we have that ability to manipulate our, our environment. So we, we will consciously drink. Horses will not consciously drink. So right. we've got to give them some extra cues. And, one of the ways of giving them extra cues is that if you give them a little bit of extra salt, mm-hmm. right, they will drink because right. that it'll strengthen their thir- thirst reflex, right? Awesome. And I do know a lot of good horse owners. What they do, they do warm up the water for their for their horses, right? Uh, so the, the horses don't have to break through ice and and so on because you know I'd hate to find a, a place where the horse the the water trough or the water in the pail has been sitting there. Two, for two days and it's all frozen and even the horse wanted to drink, he couldn't drink, right? Right, right. And I think most horse owners are, are, are good that they do keep it liquid for their horses to drink. Yes, right. that would be awesome. Yeah. And it wasn't, isn't there an yeah, old wives' but, tale that you shouldn't give horses? The old wives' tale wasn't been argued back and forth about not giving the wa- horses warm water in the winter. Um, you know, that's always been a myth out there, but, you know, 
Water's water, well, right? That, when we say warm, warm is a, a relative is, is term. A, um, yeah, as relative, right? Like, uh, you know, if the thing is is um, twenty degrees, which is room temperature up in Canada in the summertime, right? Twenty degrees Celsius, not not Fahrenheit, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> twenty degrees Fahrenheit's frozen That's solid. Yeah, cold. yeah. <laughs> It's really kind of cool if we talk Fahrenheit. No, but I'm talking about Celsius, right? Um, that is, if in the wintertime, that might be considered cold for us, right? But the horses would probably just love that temperature, right? right? Uh, uh, the key is to keep them drinking. They have to yeah. keep drinking. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, I would say, you know, give them some extra probiotics too because you got to keep that tummy happy because if you don't keep that tummy happy, you know, you know, colic, ulcers, the whole nine yards, yep. right? And, and horses, are especially, um, I call them the performance horses, to, because of the stress of training, etc., tend to go down that path more often than your, your regular back, backyard horse that sits around and watches the world go by, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So is, yeah. And one of the things I should talk about is boosting that immune system because nobody thinks about prevention. Everybody thinks of cure. But sometimes, you know, prev- an ounce, you know, the old saying, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Absolutely. You know? And boosting the immune system is so important because you never know when your horse is going to come down with something, if he's going to come down with something, right? And boosting that immune system just ensures that it, or it helps ensure that your horse does not come down with anything. Or if it does, it's not as bad as it would have been. You know, and that is so important. So, you know, now is a good time to to um, to think about boosting that immune system for the horse, right? So we have something called Immune Plus, which you um, you know, which is a bunch of herbs which will actually um, boost the immune system. The studies have shown on these herbs that they actually in- increase um, killer cell activity, the white blood cell activity. They show that they increase antibody production. So those and those are some of the key things to help fight off, um, you know, any kind of infection. That's great. That's great. Because I, I do agree, we're, we're really more reactive than proactive when it comes to, to that type of thing with our horses. Yeah, I always tell everybody, being reactive is easier because you, you can see what's happening. But proactive sometimes is a lot better because, especially if you're in a competition world, you yeah. don't want your horse sick the night before the competition, right? You you want them healthy and happy before competition. Uh, and that is so important. So, I mean, even, um, you know, e- even even in the cold, you know, because, you know, people believe that the cold will um, dampen the immune system. So you gotta, you got to boost up that immune system, right? Um, and I, I don't know, I mean, you find here in, um, when it's, when it gets cold, people get, sick more often, right? So there is yep. something to be said about cold and the immune system, even though there have been many studies who show that if you put people out in the cold, it really doesn't make them get a cold more more frequently or easier. But the the anecdotal evidence would lead you to believe otherwise. Hmm. Wow. All I know is yeah. I was around 4,000 people at a concert yesterday, and I'm going to be sick next week, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys planning for Christmas? Having a nice nice green Christmas down in Florida? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's about 80 here, 75 maybe today. 
So, um, really? Yeah, it's wow. lovely. And that's Fahrenheit, Dr. Chang. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful yesterday. And, you know, we, we live, we suffer through the four months of summer in Florida to have these eight months of beautiful weather. You know, that's, uh, we suffer through the heat and humidity of Florida to have the absolute perfect weather with no humidity, no rain, and just 75 degrees every day. So uh, that's, our, that's our punishment is the winter, or is the summer. Oh, I see. Yeah, but that's some our punishment. Of us, some of us, Glenn, we like the snow and we like the cold weather. <laughs> we, yes. Some of you. <laughs> I did that. For, I shoveled enough snow for years. I don't have to do that anymore. Well, Dr. Chang, thank you. I was just saying before you came on, thank you. You've been supporting us since the beginning of this show, by the way, uh, which is 1,800 episodes ago. So we really appreciate uh, Omega Alpha support, and, and thank you so much for, for, for all of the years of, uh, of supporting us here on the show and, and you know, podcasting. You were, you were with us before podcasting became a thing, and now it's becoming a thing, and our relationship numbers are up, and podcasting is the thing now. And you were with us long before it was a thing. So thank you very much. I'm happy to be part of the family. Well, we're we're very happy to have you. Well, we're going to uh, where 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 can people go? OmegaAlphaEquine.com, right? Um, OmegaAlphaEquine.com. Um, we'll have a website and all of us all of our things. And if we have any seminars, you can probably tell me if we have seminars going on. If it is. You speak to Joanne Carr, and she can set you up. Okay, very good. Fabulous. Well, Dr. Chang, we'll look forward. Go ahead, sorry. Sorry, before I leave, I was just going to wish every one of your listeners a very Merry Christmas and a very, very happy and prosperous New Year. You too, Dr. Chang. Same to you. Everybody up there as well. It's been a joy working with you, and uh, we'll see you in 2018. Take care. All right, thanks, Dr. Chang. Bye-bye. 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 Well, let's. Uh, we do have our guest on the line uh, that we were expecting a, a little bit earlier, but Dr. Chang ha- hopped in there. So, how would you like to introduce her? Well, this woman, Dawn Ike, has an amazing, amazing story. And so, three, two things caught me about about her story. So, uh, the first one was the other female in her husband's life. That's a that's a line that's going to you know to grab you. And then the other one was, she said that three years ago her husband Randy asked for a headstone for Christmas. So Dawn, can you tell us about this from the very beginning? Um, sure. And good morning to everyone. Good, good morning. Uh, just, just... In, in uh, 2014, my husband thought he had kidney stones, and what we found out that he had a extremely rare form of bladder cancer. Mm. Uh, his life prognosis was not very good. Uh, he was a police officer, uh, active, very active in investigations, and I had gotten him started a couple of years um, before that uh, involved in horses as a way of therapy to help de-stress from his job. Now, now are, you a, are you a horse person? Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. I was uh, put on horses right after birth. Um, <laughs> so, And I love horses, and I understand how therapeutic they are. They got me through a very traumatic and horrific childhood. Mm. So I knew that um, getting my husband involved in horses would be beneficial for him. 
Yeah. We found Shadow, who was originally named Bella after uh, the Twilight character, and my husband did not subscribe to Twilight. He, <laughs> he, changed his, he changed her name to Shadow because she became his shadow. She and- was jet black. She's a blue paper Tennessee walking horse, and they just created such a bond together, and they were definitely very good for each other. Yeah, now what part of the country are you guys in? We're in Warrensburg, Missouri, Okay, uh, right in the middle of the country over by um, Whiteman Air Force Base, and the B-2 bombers take off um, not far from, from our home. And I got Randy started with her but he wanted to sell her after his diagnosis. Uh, People told him that he'd never be able to ride horses, he'd never be able to be around them, that they were dangerous. And with him facing a terminal diagnosis, I think he just couldn't bear um, not spending time with her, not being around her. So he just told me to get rid of her. What was the diagnosis again? What was the diagnosis again? Uh, he had a large cell neuroendocrine sarcoma of the bladder. Okay. It's less than 1% of all bladder cancers. Wow. And it's... Devastating. It's extremely rare. Uh, but I took him to an amazing team of doctors at KU Medical Center. And after my husband's surgery, he, he just wasted... He seemed to waste away in his recliner, and he didn't. He shut out life. So I brought and, his and, horse home. And he was there for like what, like six months, just kind of wasting away and not interested in anything. Is that right? Yes, I think he was just waiting to die, and um, and I just felt that if I enlisted the other female shadow. <laughs> that she would come back into his life, and I put her right where he could see her from his recliner, and we fought a lot, which cancer is a, it's a horrible, it's a horrible disease for everyone, yeah. for not only the patient, but for the family, and I don't blame him, I I understand why he was angry, but he was yeah. mostly yelling at me about taking care of his girl, <laughs> and I told him to do it, and he would tell me that he couldn't, and, and I said, well, you better, because I'm not going to do it. That, that horse is going to starve to death. Get off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I did take care of Shadow, so I don't want your readers to think that I would have ever allowed the animal to be neglected. Good motivation, though. Important. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was just important that he not see me do it. Right. Um, oh, that's a good point. And it wasn't too long before... He was out of out of the chair and going out and taking care of her and and then he worried that he'd never be able to ride her. So I would go out really early in the morning and I would ride her, but I would keep her kind of toned down and keep her at a walk and I kept working with her, which he did not know. And the first day he got on her back, he was a changed man. Wow. Wow. Now, how long was this after the surgery that he got on? Uh, It was almost six months. Wow. It was almost six months, and needless to say, when I started riding her, she was was pretty fresh because 
if my husband wasn't riding, then I wasn't riding my horse. And um, but he, once he started riding, I I couldn't stop him, and <laughs> I was so thankful for that. And since his diagnosis, we have ridden in so many states. We I took him to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we rode the Rio Grande. We rode up in the Rocky Mountains. We've ridden in Arkansas. <laughs> this past summer, I took him to Bryce Canyon. So I am so blessed that God created the horse, one, and two, that this amazing animal doesn't see the defects we see. They see us as we are, mm-hmm. loving souls, and they help us to heal. And he wow. was, how long ago was that? That he had the surgery. That was in June of 2014. He wasn't supposed to be here so, right now. That no, no. My husband is a miracle, and the day after his diagnosis forced him into retirement, and the day after his retirement, my husband went into full septic shock, and uh. this was something that I. I was not prepared. I don't think anyone's prepared for it. And doctors had told us to prepare for the worst, and that was in February of 2015. And he's here. And God has blessed us so much. And we've, we've loved our horses. We love everything about them. My husband, thank God, is cancer free. Mm. Wow. Three years later. Wow. There's no sign of cancer in his body. Would he that, be here now without Shadow? Would, no. 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 Um, the, I honestly think, and I've written about this, I really think that he just didn't see a future, a bright future. Uh, he just saw what he couldn't do. And I think that Shadow helped him realize what he could do. And if I would have sold the horse, I think that would have killed us both. Yeah. And there was no way. Um, But we even, he was so convinced he was going to die. He wanted to have one last picture with her. Oh, gee. Now, how how old is Shadow? Shadow is 13. And 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 where did did you get her? Um, How how did that, how did she come to find you? Shadow popped up. Shadow popped up on um, on Craigslist. I was just going to say Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the crazy thing is, we weren't even looking locally. We were looking, you know, down toward the Lake Ozark area. Hmm. He wanted a Tennessee walking horse, and I have a spotted saddle horse, but he wanted a Tennessee walking horse, and Shadow popped up, you know, on Craigslist, and I said, hey, she's like 10 miles away, so let's go look at her. And he just fell. I mean, people do not believe in love at first sight. But I'm telling you, my husband fell in love with that girl when he first saw her. And I was perfectly okay with that. And I was so <laughs> glad that she, she joined our life. Isn't that amazing, the way, the way horses, the right horse finds us at the right time? It's just oh, amazing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And wow. they're so... Beneficial. I wish, I wish more people were privileged enough to have a horse in their life, especially, especially children. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and, yeah. And people suffering from what they see as a disability. Right. Because horses don't see disability. No, no. They, as you said, they see us as we are. And as uh, I'm a therapeutic riding instructor, and, and I see that every day, you know, that, that uh, the horse just makes amazing changes in people's lives. And I think, you know, it just sounds like Shadow really was, was what gave your husband the, a reason to live. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, he, he wasn't too willing to live with me because I was kind of cranky at that time. So <laughs> I was sure glad that he had another female that he could lean on <laughs> and count on to, to hear him and be there for him. And well, I, it made me so happy to see everything that this horse brought to my husband's life. Well, Dawn, we're glad. I will be forever grateful that she's here. Well, yeah. we're glad you got to share this story with us today, and we're, we're glad that we got to hear it because we all know this, right? In our heart of hearts, we all know what horses do for us. So, yes. you know, to hear this miracle happen because of, because of Shadow, um, yeah. it's just incredible. And now you get another Christmas with your husband because of that horse. I hope you oh, blow out absolutely. here in Ocala. You can go to the grocery store and buy 25-pound bags of carrots for horses. <laughs> so you go out and get Shadow a 25-pound bag, okay? I, I will. Absolutely. But don't give it to her all at once. Yeah, and maybe not all the same day. Maybe no. spread it out over a day or two. Uh, well, she may have to share it with her, her horse siblings, oh, okay, too. Okay. We well, have yeah. four horses. Oh, so. uh, well, then you'll be fine. You can give yeah. it all in one day, then. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank she, you very much, and I appreciate got- your interest in the story. Oh, it, we just, it's very inspiring. And Glenn, uh, Dawn posted this amazing photo of Randy and Shadow on Facebook. I don't know if there's a way to, to get yes. that on the horse. Jennifer, the uh, you'll see that in the link we have there. And uh, we'll use that as our show, show notes uh, page, our, our picture too, in the show notes and also on our Facebook page. But uh, I'm so happy for both of you, for all of Absolutely. you, all seven well, of you, six you of you, much. whatever there is. Yeah. So <laughs> thank yeah. you, Dawn. Thank Thanks, you very Dawn. much. And- Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to Merry you Christmas. and your husband. Well, there you go. That's a great story. There's nothing what, more than you said story. about that, right? I mean, yeah, you see it every yeah. day. I you do. S- you see it I every do. day. Yeah, but it's amazing. Well, we're going to come back and play a little Christmas trivia. We do this every year, and we're going to be teaming up with some of our listeners. But first, you know, we hear all those amazing uh, songs that everybody sings for Radiothon, and we only get to hear them once. So I put a little package of them together for our song today, some of the songs of Radiothon, and we're going to be back to play a little trivia in just a couple of minutes. Scooter the carriage pony With his big wiggly nose He was so quick to show me The horsey love I'd never known I drove all the way to Ocala Looking forward to nothing else Certainly not Glenn's chili Tasted as bad as it smelled Then one stormy Friday eve Irma the hurricane Made me Hurry along back down south Cause she was coming my way, no doubt So I had to leave my scooter With carrots and a smiley face And a promise to see him for the holidays Back at that HRN place Back at that HRN place Happy Radiothon, everybody! I love you, Scooter! 
It's Christmas time and I have found a package on my porch. What could it be? Why, it's a present for my horse. It's a weather beater blanket, just the perfect size. With matching neck and boots, it's a fabulous surprise. It's a weather beater blanket to keep my baby warm and looking really pretty on the farm. It's a weather beater blanket to keep my baby warm and looking really pretty on the farm. Merry Christmas! Soft pony, warm pony, trotting in the snow. Sees a bucket, sees her shadow, blow, blow, blow. Bolting pony, fast pony, head up in the sky. Ice and water, snowflakes scatter, fly, fly, fly. Stopping pony, fenced in pony, sliding little feet. Mommy's here and daughter dear, treat, treat, treat. Hungry pony, starving pony, worked up an appetite. Candy canes make your Christmas bright, bright, bright. Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy your Christmas with your horse at home. Thank you. Tis the night after Radiothon and all through the barns. Not a podcast was playing, only deserving yawns. The winners chosen, others broken-hearted they fear. Such opportunities won't come again for a year. The auditors are nestled all snug in their wee little beds, while visions of free tack dance in their wee little hands. Chin-browsing horse lovers glint donning his cowboy hat, are settling in for a short podcast relief nap. When out in the pasture there arose such a clatter, Glenn sprung from his nap to see what was the matter. Away to the barn, Jen flew like a flash, tore open the gate, slipped in some bread mash. When what to their wondering eyes did appear but Dr. Windying with four in hand reindeer. With a giggling driver so generous and kind that they knew right away she'd come so they didn't get behind. They sprung to the computer to see if there were chatter, spoke not a word, but broke open wine and crackers. Mm-hmm. They heard Wendy exclaim as she bid good night. Call me an Uber, these aren't broke drunk, dear tonight. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you to everybody who sent in their contributions. We really appreciate it. And we'll play some more this week, too. I know it takes a lot of work, so we give them more in one play anyway in, in, in December. Well, it's time. It's time to play some Christmas trivia. Are you ready to lose, Lisa? Oh, no, no, no. We are winning. <laughs> we are winning. I get so competitive over this stuff. I know you do. So- that's why, I know. that's why I was glad you were here today, because I'm going to kick your butt. All right, so let's introduce our fellow players. We have two auditors on the line today. We have Mo, who's from Southern Florida. Hi, Mo. Hi, guys. It's good to have you on. Now, t- remind everybody, you're a, what kind of rider are you? Uh, I would say I'm a recreational rider. I do mostly like um, hunter-jumper, but I also do western trail. Hunter cool. Jumper and Western Trail. There's a combination for you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> love it. I love it. She's good on anything she finds on the trail because she can jump it. There you she's go. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> and Mo, have you played uh, Christmas trivia with us before? I have not. Okay, good. This will be my first time. All right, good. I'm, I'm sorry you have to be partnered with Glenn. <laughs> I, I, just... I didn't tell her that yet. Ooh. She didn't know that yet. Oh, and smacked. <laughs> <laughs> and I have not seen the questions. Jennifer is uh, holding out on me. She has not. Cho- she wouldn't anyway. But she's not showed me the questions. Jennifer's going to lead this parade. And we have Anne Marie on here. Is going to be partnered with Lisa. Hi, Anne Marie. Hi, guys. And what what part of the country are you in again, Anne Marie? I'm in upstate New York. Upstate Europe. We're, cool. Mo and I are down here in Florida, where it's nice and toasty, and you're up there in the cold with Lisa. Yeah, I'm I'm outside of Minneapolis today. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, fun. Do you have snow, Anne-Marie? Huh? Do you have snow right now? Uh, We have a little bit of snow. I think it snowed last night. I can see my car, so I think there's a little bit of snow on there. (laughs) (laughs) And what kind of riding do you do? Remind everybody. Uh, I'm a dressage rider, but as of right now, I'm kind of doing trail. <laughs> okay, good. Well, so we have a bunch of trail riders here today, and but that has nothing to do with the questions, because apparently it's Christmas trivia, and this could be anything, guys. So this is the way it's going to work. Uh, Lisa and Anne-Marie are on one team. Uh, the Yay. Florida contingent is on another team. Yeah. And <laughs> we, we, you can collaborate on your answers and then come up with a final answer. So, and there's going to be six questions each, and we'll see who wins at the end of this. By the way, you win bragging rights because I really gave away all the prizes at Radio. (laughs) You win bragging rights. Or I have about a thousand books here. I'll let you pick a book and send it out to you. There you go. So, so Jennifer, do you have the buzzers or whatever for the right and wrong answers? Uh, Jennifer, we can't hear you. It would help if we could hear you. Oh, you know, I should have jingle bells for the right answer. You Bring should have. Jingle bells. <sighs> Sorry. I don't have any jingle bells. Yeah. We do have jingle bells. They're in your office. Oh, okay. Well, you, you explain hang how it's the- going to work, and I'll run you the jingle bells. <laughs> okay. They're hanging on the side of your rack there next to your phone. Okay. This, this is the wrong answer sound. Ooh. There we go. That's annoying. You've got the, uh, the Three Stooges honky horn. Yeah. And the right answer is right here. Is our jingle bells? Love it. So we have we have six questions each, and you're going to be playing on teams. Teammates can uh, ask each other and come to a group consensus as to the correct answer. Okay. And you get a point for right answer. No points for a wrong answer. And can can we get like a half? No... A, can we get like half a point if we're like sort of right? 
That is the judge's discretion. <laughs> I'm the judge. <laughs> okay. So we basically right. we have the and North they're, they're... versus the South today. It's like we the do? Civil War all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and notice Lisa, the Yankee contingent, is already trying to get half point. I noticed that. I trying to I cheat know. already. I did notice uh-huh. that. Yeah. Just, just earning what's what's due us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will concede to letting you guys go first because we are polite Southern people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You just want to see how we're doing here. That's right. I want to see what the see questions are. <laughs> uh, uh, any complaints, you can write to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com, as usual. Yeah, she'll throw that's, that's right. I, I, that's right. They, those all go directly to my trash box. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jennifer. Lisa and Anne-Marie, right. you're up. Okay. Here we go. Lisa and right. Anne-Marie, your first question what beloved fictional character came to life when an old silk hat was placed on his head? Oh, this one's easy. Frosty. Yeah. Yes. Frosty the snowman. <laughs> what? Hey. You asked that question. <laughs> you watch, Mo. The next one's going to be, what What was Santa called in, night, in the year 2014 in, in, uh, in space someplace? It's going to be some weird question yeah. like that. All right. Yeah, and That's that an easy question, too, Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the two snowbound people got a snowman question. Yes, yeah. I did notice that. Yes. All right. And just like, just like, in the, <laughs> just like in the real Civil War, the South takes an early lead. No, the North. <laughs> They're the North. We're the, the North. South. The North. <laughs> All right. So here we go. First question for Team South. South. Warm. South. Team Warm. South. Yeah. What? What 1993 animated film featured Jack the Pumpkin King? What? Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, there we go. I'm going with Mo. <laughs> Yay, Mo! Yay! Yay! And it's tied! Good job. I wouldn't have known that one, by the way. I never saw the movie. So <laughs> I wouldn't have known that one. Thank you, Mo. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> All righty. So who, besides Mo, who else on the panel has seen A Nightmare Before Christmas? I have not. Me. There we what? go. What? <laughs> I have to see it. It's a perennial favorite at our house. There we go. We're going. We're going to try it, Glenn. Our our week before between Christmas and New Year's that we have off, we're going to try a nightmare before Christmas. Just all we're right. We'll give it a our, shot. Our cultural boundaries a little bit. Next question. <laughs> this is for Team North. Okay. Yeah. All right, Team North. How many candles are on a Hanukkah menorah? Oh. It's, it's got to be eight because it's oh, eight nights. I think it's eight. I think you're right. I'm like, Final answer? Hanukkah, eight. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with, yeah, I, I agree with Anne-Marie. Oh. Oh, there's nine, isn't there? Yes, it's nine. Oh. <laughs> Candle in the middle that lights yes. all of yeah. them. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, dang it. 
is like trivia at the pub. <laughs> Without the alcohol. <laughs> Without the alcohol. There you go. <laughs> Which is what makes trivia at the pub so much fun because... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because of the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can name all the Golden Girls, but how many nights are in Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Name the Golden Girls. I want to hear them real quick. Sophia, Blanche, Rose, and Dorothea. Yay! Look at wow. that. Wow. No half a point. And for I'm you. 27, <laughs> and I still can name it. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't even know what they are. <laughs> all right, Jennifer, we're up. Mo and I can take a lead here. All right. Hey. Next question, and this time we are with uh, Team South. How many sides does a dreidel have? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I can sing the song. I can go knock on my neighbor's door and get one and count. <laughs> <laughs> biz, Biz, please message me right now. Um... <laughs> or Rachel. Rachel, somebody, somebody Jewish, please let me know. Well, we have okay, to guess then, go huh? Four. I was going to guess. I was trying to think of the last time I've ever seen one. Well, I think the big piece has four sides. Because it doesn't have four different symbols. But then the bottom piece, does it have more? Because that's how you make the top twist. Don't overthink this thing. All right. That's all I'm saying. I was, my first thought was four. So you want to go with four? That seems too easy of an answer, but I don't have a better one. So. Okay. So we're going with four. Yay! Oh. Yay! Good job, Mo. <laughs> Good job, Florida, coming through here. We're leading. The yeah, South right. is in the lead, two to one. I am in Boca, so. <laughs> okay, south inches up, ahead. Here. All I right, like to here bring we up go. The south inches ahead on a Hanukkah answer. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jennifer. The irony, the irony flows thick here on the Horses in the Morning Show. Here's your question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Anne-Marie's ready. You're ready. Anne-Marie's ready. Who played the reluctant new Santa in the 1994 film, The Santa Claus? Alan. Yes. Final answer? Yes. Yes. Yay! Look at that. <laughs> I just watched it for the hundredth time the other night. Yes, it's so funny. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yes, yeah. pop culture coming in handy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jennifer, we have to keep it moving. All right, next question. Name Ebenezer Scrooge's long-dead business partner, the one who foretells the go- coming of the ghosts of past, present, and yet to come. Uh, Marley. Um, it's Marley's one of them. Jacob. 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 Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley. Yes. Final answer? Yes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and the South maintains its lead at three to two, halfway through oh. the competition. Just halfway saying. through. 50-yard okay. line, folks. Here we go. All right. Team North, are you ready? We're ready. Yes. All right. What Whoville Tot asks the Grinch why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? 
Cindy Lou Who. Oh, Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I made these way too easy. You did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's now tied up. All righty. Three all. It's it's tied up. This is this is going to be a pivotal question. Yeah. What prof- what profession did Hermie the elf aspire to in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Oh, oh my God! <laughs> what was that, Mel? Dentist. Dentist is correct, right? Dentist. Yay, we're going with dentist. Um, Yay! <laughs> oh, I just watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I even knew that one. All right. <laughs> Looks like uh, we're back All to right, the north. Two questions to go. Okay. Well, we got, we've got two more. Go. two more. Two more, okay. and we're still in the lead by one. Yep, two more. Yeah, don't rub it in, Glenn. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just reminding you <laughs> that yeah. we're still in the lead by one. Oh. Yeah. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to dip into the double jeopardy questions now. Here we go. What military branch adopted the Toys for Tots program in 1948? It's the Marine Corps. Yeah. God, those are easy. Yeah. I know. Come on. <laughs> they got all the easy ones. Come on. <laughs> all right, team, team South. Are you ready? We're ready. Ready. Name the entertainment legend who designed the Toys for Tots train logo. Oh, God. What? Wait a minute. They only have to name the service branch. (laughs) (laughs) They could have randomly guessed the right answer. (laughs) An entertainment legend. Um, hmm. Early in his career, he he was an illustrator early in his career and went on to become the most legendary um, children's and family filmmakers of all time. This is not fair. Walt Disney. What do you think, Mo? I think Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Florida. Yay. But oh, you only yay. get three quarters of a point because I had to give you a hint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee favoritism. Exactly. <laughs> Southern favoritism. We don't get hints. <laughs> I you think we're still ball. maintaining the lead five to four. Yeah, but you guys cheated. <laughs> we didn't ask for a hint. She just gave it. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. All righty. Final question. Okay. All right. What beverage giant is credited with popularizing Santa Claus as a jolly man wearing a red suit? Oh, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Gosh, I made these things too easy. <laughs> Usually Jennifer makes these questions so hard, nobody gets any of them. <laughs> Today she went the other way. Well, we're tied up. If we miss this one, it's a tie. So Uh-oh. All right, here we go, Mo. Uh-oh. Pressure's on. All right. By the way, this all isn't right. the point where the South lost the last time. So I'm just saying, Mo, we have to, <laughs> sure, that gives us hope. We have to be we have to be better than that this time. Let's not rewrite history. Here we go. Name the holiday <laughs> ballet that features the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Oh, oh come on. The Nutcracker. Yay! We win! <laughs> oh. Now, you'll, you'll <laughs> notice that in, in the case of Team South, did Glenn know any of the answers? No. No, that's why I had Mo. So <laughs> That's why I had Mo. I got half an answer. I knew half of the Ebenezer Scrooge one. 
I knew half of it. She can't do it. That's good. I don't think I would have pulled that one off. Well, you guys played well. You played well. And these had to be the easiest questions Jennifer's ever asked in the nine years we've been doing this. (laughs) She was trying to be nice for us at Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas, Mo and Anne-Marie. And thank you guys so much for being auditors and such big supporters of the shows. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And I just got a message Thank right you. now from... Thank you for the card. Hey, and, uh, oh, Mo, I just got a message from Jemmy that said, uh, Merry Christmas. So <laughs> they live near each other down there. Merry Christmas, you guys. All right. Merry Christmas, Christmas to all of you guys, too. See y'all. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I think I just... That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of yeah. fun. And yeah. I think I just dropped off us off of the uh, call with Jennifer. So <laughs> just, oh no! <laughs> yes, I accidentally dropped us instead of them. Sorry, Jennifer. <clears throat> well, it's time to wrap the show up anyway. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa, for filling in. Where can people find out more? And they can still buy your books for Christmas somewhere. Absolutely, uh, in stores and online everywhere. The Main Equation came out uh, December fifth, and of course, it features the horses in the morning crew uh, in one of the scenes, and uh, we're getting some good reviews on that. But uh, LisaWysaki.com or Facebook uh, at Lisa Wysocki, Lisa Wysocki on Twitter. Just type in my name, and you'll find me. <laughs> well, the um, we also wanted to remind everybody that we're reading one of Lisa's books. If you hear us reading every Wednesday, it's Opium Equation was the first book in this series. And now this yes. is the fourth book that you have for sale now, right? It is. Yep. It is. Yes. Yes, it is. And uh, it's been just uh, such a joy and, and fun to write. And, and um, you know, this, this particular book takes place partially at Canterbury Park, which is a horse racing, thoroughbred horse racing track here in Minnesota. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Terrific. Well, we hope that everybody buys the four-pack. Can they buy them as a four-pack? That pack? would be great. They can buy the four-pack. Uh, just uh, check on online or check with your local bookstore. If they don't have it, they can order it and get it in uh, before Christmas, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, some people yeah. like them signed. Can they order them directly from you? If they, they can. Yeah. yeah just okay. just email me, um, lisawysaki at gmail.com, and uh, I can I can uh, work out a deal. All and, right. Uh, yeah, I got them signed. I got mine signed too, which I really like. Well, th- thank you everybody for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We have this. We have a full week of shows for you this week. We have the Certified Horsemanship Association. Then Jamie's back on Wednesday. Then we have our Western episode with Tara on Thursday, and then Jamie back on Friday. Friday we will play our final really bad ads of the year. So this is your last chance to get really bad ads in. We have some terrific prizes for you this year. You know, the heart to horse boxes. We have three of them to give away and some t-shirts and whatever else I can find we'll give away on Friday. So you want to get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Remember, if you record them yourself and send them in, then you get double the credit. We put your name in twice for each one that you send in and we'll see who wins all the prizes. And then Friday, we're also going to be playing as we do at the end of every year, we're going to have uh, two players to play. Name that holiday tune. We'll be Ooh. doing that to end uh, the year. And then next week, we have uh, some best of shows for you as we'll have the week off like we usually do between Christmas and New Year. So everybody can enjoy. Thank you, Lisa. Merry Christmas and enjoy the snow up there. Oh, I will. I will. Merry Christmas to you guys, too. It's always fun to be on the show. And, and I hope you guys have a great uh, great week off filled with lots of fun experiences. We will. I promise. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you.